0: Well, our moms think we're funny.
1: All right, recording. <clears throat> hey, everybody. My name is dirk Twenty Two, And I'm a Comey. Uh, how's the going, a Comey? It's pretty good.
0: Hmm. Pretty good. You know, we've been talking a lot about movies.
1: We have. So, um, before we talk about more movies and things like that, um, yeah. I have a question for you.
0: Okay.
1: The other day I was looking through TV, and, um... And I came across something, and I was like, "Hmm, that's um, that's interesting." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was like, "I mean, I, I automatically have an immediate aversion. Would you prefer a verger? <laughs> um, I have an immediate aversion to like certain things. Um, primarily, I have an aversion to uh, uh televangelists." Yeah, I can't stand televangelists. I I, I, I can't. Um, Because to me, televangelists go against everything that, you know, religion, sorry, um, sharing and teaching religion is supposed to be because they normally in some, you know, some huge church that, you know, costs like, Millions of dollars, and then you know the you know they are they live in some big estate and all. I'm like like you, and it's like well, I'm trying to spread the word. You can spread the word and still live a nice modest life, and you know. But whatever. But I came across one the other day. Just I was just kind of like just flipping through channels, and I came across one. And are you familiar with a with a televangelist by the name of Peter Popoff? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, wait. Now I don't know anything about. About what he does, other than oh man, I do. <laughs> other, other than the fact that he clearly, you know, has impulse control issues because <laughs> he's a big guy, right? I mean, this is a guy that you know, like, he, he can tell you all about six of the like deadly sins, but there's <laughs> one of them that he keeps forgetting. <laughs> um, but uh, but the thing that that got it for me was wait. Um your name is they, you you didn't you chose not to change your name. <laughs> you sound like a porn star from the 80s. Peter like Pop-off. Peter Popoff. Right. I mean like there's Christy Canyon, there's Peter Popoff. Like I mean I'm like are you fucking kidding me here? Like I mean, I don't know if that's your real name or not, but even if it is, you could have gone by something else. <laughs> like you decided you were gonna keep that name. Yeah. Seriously,
0: dude? He has got some he's got some fucked up stuff, some fucked up doctrine. I'm like oh I, I, I don't
1: doubt it. I just but I was I'm like, I'm like just that alone, I was like, wait, what? Like really? I mean just No, I am like, okay, okay, sure, whatever. Just <laughs> Yeah fine whatever and and i'm surprised that nobody else like in his whole circle of whatever whatever's you know as has looked and been like um hey pete uh <laughs> so we were thinking um uh oh. like oh like okay are this i mean i i just i can't think of anything else to say just for like just wow um <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um it's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it is. It's it's quite quite a bit. Um, and I, I I saw that and I'm just like, okay, I, I've got to say something to Comey next time that, that we talk. I've, I've got to mention this to be like, why would this guy not have changed his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure his name is probably like Peter Popopian or something like that. <laughs> and he just says, I just go by Popoff, which I'm like, really? Like it always makes me think of uh, of that of that scene from uh, from Armageddon. He goes, and this is the best the, the U.S. government. They could like you're the guys that think this shit up, but you got two men right now just thinking shit up. And someone just backing them up. I'm like, like, and this is the best you've come up with. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm sure your name was Peter Popovich or whatever, and like you just decided, like, I'll just take the bitch off there, right, and then just like, yeah, and it was a just Popovitz, but he wanted to
0: avoid anti-Semitism, so like, okay, we're. Wow. Right on.
1: So... So, yeah. uh, But anyway, enough about him and uh, the fact that he um, (laughs) clearly could, you know, like, you know, I don't know. Do better?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of problems there. A lot of problems there.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, so what would you like to talk about today, Comey? Uh, so I, I we were talking
0: about Marvel in our previous episode, which uh, I don't know why I reference like past episodes. I or always edit these all out of order, but uh, you know we were talking about um marvel movies in our last episode and one of the things that we brought up is that they're full of little moments that are very very powerful yeah um and you know part of what makes them so incredible is the fact that it's just like they string together these little moments that are just like wow that's awesome so i thought we could kind of take a look at that with some of our other uh favorite films just like those little moments in a movie that just like makes it for you, that gets you pumped, gets you hyped, that it's just like, damn, that's that's pretty awesome.
1: You know, we were we were talking about you said know, like last um, the last episode we were talking about uh, about um, Marvel movies, and you know, Civil War is probably now uh, Winter Soldier is probably one of my favorite Captain America movies. but I love mm-hmm. Civil War, but. We were talking about the little things that kind of really make a difference in a movie. Yeah. Civil war. When Stark finds out that winter soldier killed his parents. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, he says, uh, I mean that, that whole scene right there is, it's filled with a lot of tension. I don't know about you, but I was really kind of hoping that I knew Stark was going to, was going to, was going to lose it. Right. But I was kind of hoping that he would like, like, come on, man. Like, 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 come on, like, you know, like just, you know, and, and uh, what I really love, and it goes back to what we were talking about in the other one about, you know, his, like, uh, Tony's problems with his father Yeah, is that when, when he, like, sh- like shoots Cap or knocks him away, yep. right, he's, he's, he's like, he's like, Tony, like, you know, it wasn't his fault or whatever. And he's like, I don't care. Yep. He killed my mom. Yeah. There's says anything about his dad. He goes, "I don't care. He killed my mom," and and then he attacks him. But you know what's interesting is that Winter Soldier does not fight back until he starts fighting Steve. Mm-hmm. He, he like he he tries to defend himself, but he doesn't fight back until he starts fighting Steve, and that's when Bucky fights back.
0: Yep, yeah. yeah.
1: And then he says that line, which is great. It's like you know, do you even remember them? And he goes, "I remember all of them." Yep. Yeah and it's like that is that's fantastic it was like cuz you know it's like I wasn't in my right mind but like I know that I did all of that right, regardless right. of whether it was me in control or not I know I did all of that
0: yep yep and, um and, ah, he even, yeah, to- and Tony is good for a lot of those good moments yeah so like One I, I talk about a lot, and I usually bring it up because it's funny, but it also says a lot about Tony's personality and his background, mm-hmm. is uh, Iron Man 3, when the, the kid, who everybody was terrified was going to become the quirky kid sidekick, was like, my dad left me and my mom, and Tony's just like, yeah, well, dad's leaving, no reason to be a pussy about it.
1: Yeah, like, this. but what I don't see <laughs> is my sandwich <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, like, I just, I love that line because that says so much about Tony that it's like, you know, the kid thinks, oh, I'm going to tug at his heartstrings because I don't have a dad. And Tony's like, yeah, well, I don't either. It sucks, but get over it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I I am the way I am because my dad left for good or bad. Right. And so, like, just toughen up and move on.
1: Oh. Now, I love that scene when, uh, when... He's like, yeah, call anytime, and he goes. Um, he's like, I put you on hold. I love to see you watch that little red light blink. <laughs> and then when he calls him later on, he's like, I so say, like, he's like, Stark, don't. And he's like, and he puts him on hold. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I was gonna say even in uh in the beginning of, of Winter Soldier when when Cap goes to uh to Bucky. And Bucky knows exactly what he's there for. You're going to try to protect me and I'm going to pretend like I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So you won't. So you'll just take me in. And he goes, these guys are coming here and you guys, and you know, they're not going to show any resta- restraint or whatever. And he's like, yes, that's good. Yeah, that's a good plan. It's like, you know, yep. like he's, <laughs> he doesn't, you know, like I love, I love all of that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and then of course the first thing that happens later on is like, he's like, what did I do?
0: You know, it's, yep.
1: uh, but it's beautiful. Oh, it is. I mean, but you know, like last, we also mentioned, um, cause I mean, I could pick out all kinds of moments in, in the Marvel movies that are my favorites, but, um, I also mentioned Armageddon mm-hmm. and Armageddon is still one of my favorite, all time favorites. And you know, I love Ben Affleck. Everybody knows I love Ben Affleck, but I'm just going to have to say, and I said this before, there's a big difference between teaching astronauts how to drill and what that means And what happens when you encounter this kind of rock and that kind of rock? Mm -hmm. And what kind of, like, drill heads are going to need for that? And, like, how you have to approach that. You start off, like, you know, like, building up your RPM slowly to get through this. Or maybe you have to switch over to this kind of drill head and then switch back to this. What happens if you get a pipe lodged in there? Like, those are a bunch of things you have to teach somebody how to do Mm -hmm. that you don't have time for. when you got an asteroid coming in, like, 17 days, you know? Yeah, yeah. But... Can I teach you how to walk in zero gravity in like seventeen days? I sure can. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, which is easier, which is better to teach a bunch of astronauts how to walk in zero gravity not how to be astronauts? I'm not trying to teach you like astrophysics here, right? I'm just trying to teach you how to move and operate in zero gravity. Mm-hmm. I don't have to teach a bunch of scientists how to op- how to like be geologists,
0: right? You know? Right.
1: But there's a lot of scenes in that movie that uh, that I I like that that really just kind of like that. Like really either pull up my at my heartstrings. One is is the one with Judith Hogue when mm-hmm. Will Patton goes there and she's like, you know, you can't come around here and he's like, I know it's like, you know, you know, you like can you just give him something for me? You don't have to tell him like who was from or anything else, just and he, he doesn't give it to her. He just sets it on the curb and then, you know, walks away. You know? And the the astronaut, the uh the space shuttle um thing. Yeah. I, I love that that scene. That's a great scene there. Yeah, yeah. Um and then like I think most of the scenes with uh with Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis are pretty good scenes too. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um but uh named it after my wife. (laughs) (laughs) She's a life sucking bitch from which there is no escape. That that that's sweet Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Um but uh when uh when the the pager goes off and he looks at it and it says like you know Dottie has gone public. It's like that's but the um I love they when Rockhound and uh, and Max come back on the ship and his end and, and Colonel Sharp is pointing the the gun at um uh, at um uh, crap hold on give me a minute um okay, Bruce was his character um shh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank of his name right now but I'll get I'll get it um oh crap oh Harry uh, Harry Mm-hmm. He's pointing a gun at Harry, and, and and Chick goes, "What are you doing with a gun in space?" Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny to me. And then Rock was like, "What did we miss?" And then he's like, "You're sitting there trying to undo that." He's like, "Do a good job, do a good job." <laughs> yeah. And of course, the line I say all the time is, "Bye, Max." Take care, buddy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which which is not a funny line. I should not say that. That's not a funny line at all. But <laughs> but but you know, like two of, two of my favorite scenes in that are is when when um when when Max goes off and then they they've lost the Armageddon. He goes get on the horn of Truman. Prepare the world for bad news. And uh, and they're they're uh, all this is going on. And then all of a sudden, there's that static on the radio. And you're yep. like, what is that? And he's like turning around and you hear this, this kind of noise and it's like here and he looks and then there's the armadillo coming up over the ridge. Yeah. Like yep. that's, I mean, that's a really nice scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, great. Yeah. it's supposed to, it's supposed to like, you know, get, you know, make you all excited and exhilarate, but it's a great scene, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, totally. Um Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it, it's great. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I love Armageddon. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that movie's so great to me. So, um, the the thing in movies that always gets me super pumped and it's it's kind of a more general thing but it's also a trope like you see it a lot and and that's good for me cuz i love it right but uh and i've talked about this before but i love when you see a character gearing up to kick ass and like they're 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 like suiting up they're getting into gear and and most often not always but most often it's like these quick cuts and so it'll be, like, you know, a zoom-in as you see them, like, strapping on the glove, and then a zoom-in as they're, like, strapping their sword to their belt. Yeah. And it's, like, a zoom-in as they're, like, strapping on the armor, and um, the first time I saw it that I was just like, that's badass, was uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers, when they're getting ready for the Battle of Helm's Deep, and so, like, they're already outnumbered, like, I, I want to say, like, 30 to 1 or something like that. It's, like, it's an army of, like, 15,000 orcs. It's just ridiculous. But like you see you see Aragorn just like you know, he's he's strapping on the chainmail and he's like putting on this elven hunting knife and getting a sword ready and, and primed and all that, and it's just these quick cuts and it's like, God, that is so badass and like anytime I see that in a movie, I'm like, Oh dog, it's gonna get awesome here. <laughs> Shit's about to get real. So that's that's always a really big thing
1: for me. You know I I love the scene in Aliens, because I recently watched um the Netflix, um, the movies that made us. Mm-hmm. And they did one on Aliens, and I watched it. and I was like, okay. And I was like, there's really not much they're going to tell me about this movie I don't already know from watching other documentaries and stuff. But I'm still going to watch this one because it, it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And they, there were a couple things that I, I that uh, I learned, like when they went to Sigourney Weaver, and they're like, yeah, so we've uh, we got this movie, we've got it all green lit, and they're like, uh, would you come back to do this one? Like, wait, <laughs> like I'm the central character of the movie, and you're just now coming to me to ask me if I'm going to do it. <laughs> But when when the Marines first go into uh, when they uh, when they find where all the colonists are and they're going down there and as a viewer, if you've seen the first one, you know what they're going to encounter. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, yeah. like, yeah. as when we get down there, this is our first time really seeing the aliens in their lair. In their lair, right? right? Right. And so when you see where they've like uh, they've kind of like kind of, uh, not terraform but they've kind of uh, made the place their own. They secrete mm-hmm. the resin and stuff. And then when you see that first one kind of like uncurl itself and you're like, oh shit, I can't tell what's like their kind of uh, like uh, formed like a, like hive enclave and like what's right. them, the way yeah, they're hidden yeah. there. But Ripley says she, I mean, of course, when you talk about a scene like this, it's not just the scene, it's the music and everything that really sets it all off. But when Ripley says, Hey, what do those pulse rifles fire? Right. And, uh, and he, he tells me, he's like, well, you're right under the primary heat exchangers. Right. So basically if you rupture that, then, you know, you're basically gonna have like a, a, um, uh, a, uh, a nuclear like, like problem where like you're not gonna be able to cool down like the, this place and then it's, everything's going to explode. Right. And so they they collect all the magazines, and you just have, like, flamethrowers, and then uh, Hicks has a shotgun, which I think is great that, you know, like, no matter what, how powerful our weapons are, we still have shotguns in the future, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some yeah. handguns, too, but we still have shotguns in the future. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the aliens come out, and then all of a sudden, shit just starts going wrong, mm-hmm. right? And people start dying.
0: Just derails immediately. Right. It's beautiful.
1: And then... Uh, and then you get the you get the 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 cameras where it's like Hits and Hicks and Hudson, you see them from like the, the other perspectives where mm-hmm. they're talking to each other. And then all of a sudden, Vasquez says, Let's rock. And yep. they just unload. Yeah. And you're like, I know from what Ripley said that these bullets are gonna like if you hit the primary heat exchanger, that you're gonna, you know, you're going to start a chain reaction that we can't stop, which is exactly what happens. Yep. But I'm like right there with her. Fuck that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well we tried. Yeah. When she um, says, when she says last rock, I'm like, I am right there with you. Like, yes. hell yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, Probably, probably my, uh, which I mean, this, this isn't like unique. This is like everybody's favorite moment, but probably my favorite moment from like any of the Aliens movies is when Ripley's in the construction suit and she's like, just get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a good line. No, her delivery man. is so fucking perfect.
1: Oh, I mean, I tell you, man, you gotta watch the movie, the, uh, the movies that made us because they talk about. Yeah. About that scene and how they're filming it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And everything. Yeah.
0: God, that's such a great scene. That whole fight's just beautiful. But
1: well, you, you got to watch because they talk about like the making of the Alien Queen, the fight and how they had to film the fight so nice. that everything like worked. It, it's, I'm not going to tell you, but it's, it's really good. Yeah. But, yeah. I'll check it out. But that, I mean, when. And okay, so going back to your um, uh, crap, what's the guy's name? Um... Oh, uh, writer guy. Um, oh shit. Um, he, uh, uh, Hemingway. Oh, Hemingway. Yeah. Right. Going back to Hemingway and uh, well, was it Chekhov's gun? Right. Yep. Yeah. So going back to that, when we see her put on the uh the the, the suit for the first time, right? Yep. The
0: exo suit. She like is immediately proficient in using it.
1: Right. Well, she but well, she says, you know, I can work that loader, mm-hmm. and because she's been because. Since she wasn't able to, she wasn't classified to work the spaceship anymore. She's been working on the docks, like, loading stuff. And the thing is, I love how James Cameron gives us Chekhov's gun. Yep. But doesn't tell us what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because she's just like, oh, you guys are sitting there thinking I'm some frail chick or whatever. I can carry my own here. I can, I, yeah, I can do, like, I can work this thing here. Oh, really? Let me see, little girl. And she's like, yeah, here I go. Here you go, yeah. And all it is, is just her using basically a modified forklift.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then she comes back and when, and when the, the, the alien queen lifts up the floor panel and Newt screams, and then all of a sudden you hear that the, the door panel open and slides up and there she is. And she comes stepping out like, holy shit. Like I was not expecting that.
0: Yeah. It is so (laughs) badass. It's so badass. And see, that that's another big thing, which kind of goes in with, like, the whole gearing up for battle thing. For me, those moments in movies that just send a chill down my spine is when, like, a character is clearly a badass. But it's not like the Lobo, oh, I'm just gonna walk in and own the room kind of thing. Although I do like that kind of thing, because, you know, uh, that's one reason why I like Sam Jackson so much is the way he is in, like, Pulp Fiction. I love it when a character can do that. But I also like when it's a really quiet, subtle thing where it's like, I'm gonna say enough to let you know I can handle myself. And we need to like get off of this topic of conversation. Yeah. (laughs) It's that kind of thing. Like, you know, going back to Lord of the Rings, you've, you've got that moment where the writers of Rohan are like they're they're kinda of threatening Gimli and uh and Aover's like, I would cut off your head, dwarf, if you were standing but a little bit higher off the ground and like let's <laughs> just immediately draws his bow, and he's like you'd die before your stroke fell. <laughs> it's like, you know it's he's like he's so quiet and subtle. I mean it's it's legless. He's like he's nothing but stealthy. He's just like a super quiet guy, but that one line is like, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> Shit's uh, about to get real.
1: You know, we could we could actually do an entire podcast about aliens and all the things in there. Mm-hmm but when I was watching it recently, so okay, as everybody knows, because of the stuff that happened in the first thing of the movie, Ripley does not like Bishop. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know anything about Bishop, and but she does not like Bishop. And it's very clear that she doesn't like Bishop because not only when Bishop says he goes, uh, when everyone's saying what they're gonna do and he goes, I'll be in medlap, she goes, fine. Yep. And, but when they're when they get a, when they get a hit on the motion tracker. Mm -hmm. and it's Newt, and they're going after her, and and she goes running across the the deck, and uh, I think it's uh, like Hicks almost shoots her, and she stops him, and and they're trying to get in there. Now, there's there's other people around, and the closest person is Bishop with a flashlight. Yep. But she could have asked somebody else for one. She snatches the flashlight from Bishop, doesn't say anything. She doesn't say, hey, I need this, whatever. She just snatches it out of his hand. It's like, it's just little things like that to show that she doesn't care about him at all yeah yeah it, it's all that subtlety yeah and then in the end when like i love but i'm like i love bishop anyway but mm-hmm. because uh when it, when she's like you know uh like uh bit he's like uh bishop how much time do you got He's like plenty he's like 15 minutes good we're not leaving we're not <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. and then when, when she's like she's like bishop you did good and he's like he's like did she's like oh yeah and then all of a sudden like he just like that thing happened he grabs her by her by her her, her shirt and she's like trying to pull away and you have no idea what's going on and then the tail comes out of his chest Yep. And he looks down in complete surprise yeah, at what's like, going on. He, he can't on. feel it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's those, like little, those little moments there. Mm-hmm. But I think one of my favorite little moments is when she goes after Newt. And she's got Newt. And she loses her way. And she ends up in the Alien Queen's, like, lair. Yep. And she's laying the eggs. and Because they already mentioned, you know, if there's, you know... If each one of these things comes from an egg, from, from you know, it's, it's like, uh, if each one of these is like comes from a conness, and you know, whatever's like, who's laying all these eggs? Yep. And I think this Bishop says, you know, uh, I don't know, must be something we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And then we see it, right? Another good Chekhov's gun moment. Right. <laughs> and, and she's sitting there and she's got the, uh, and she's got the flamethrower and she's looking at the alien queen. And of course, She's she's not gonna be like, hey, my name's Ripley. Um, like, no. <laughs> she she takes the flamethrower, she like fires off a blast, like, this is what this does, mm-hmm. and aims it at an egg. Yep. Yep. And then the two like drones back off. Yep. And then she starts to kind of slowly back away, and then one of the eggs opens up. And Ripley looks and she gives that nod, like, are you fucking kidding right? me? Yeah. Really? And then she just cuts loose with the flamethrower and just fries <laughs> them all. Like, I love that look. She's like, "Oh yeah, I can't." She's like, "I can't believe you." Like, <laughs> See, that, that's another.
0: That's another thing I really like in movies is when you can tell a character's just over it. Like when Indiana Jones just pulls the gun on the guy with the sword. Right. <laughs> it's like, and and it's one of those things where like the only way an actor can really pull it off is if they are just at the end of their fucking rope after a terrible day of filming. Anyway, but like when they just have that look on their face, like are we really about to have to fucking do this? Right. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. And like, like when Jackie Chan was doing the ladder fight, and so, like, he, he finishes this beautifully choreographed fight, and then all these other guys come in, and he just, like, sits the ladder down and sits on and just, like, throws his hands up, like, okay, um,
1: yeah. and okay. <laughs> and I was at that first strike?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: yeah I love that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just,
0: like, I, I love that acceptance of just, like, fuck, okay, here we go. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I love that kind of thing. Um, I love I love good moments in dialogue. Which you know, I've I've always talked up like Tarantino's dialogue. It's so conversational, and they just like they sprinkle in these little things that, like, to anybody else, it would just sound like useless filler. But for Tarantino's writing style, it just—it's conversation. Oh yeah, it is. It's it's so good too. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And like the one I always go back to is True Romance, where he's like, "I'll just go go get any kind of beer, whatever's imported. uh, Different places have different kinds of beer." (laughs) Yeah, and it's like it's just—it's so natural sounding. It's exactly—it's exactly like what you would say in a real conversation. It's like I I absolutely love that. That's beautiful.
1: I I love how how real. People are in Tarantino movies, mm-hmm. and I know some people go, "Well, they're not really bad." But going back to what you're saying, True Romance, which has got so much good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when she's like, um, you know, she comes back and she's like, "He's like, hey," she goes, "I got chicken, but you know, I couldn't get any beer. It's Like, why not?" Because, it honey, it's ten o'clock. It's like, "Shit!" <laughs> it's like, I mean, he has no concept of time at that moment. You know, right, it's like. Right. But again, what did he just do? He just killed Marty and Drexel, you right, know, and right. <laughs> uh, God,
0: that, that whole scene too. Oh man.
1: Like when he comes back and she's like, you know, and, and he's, you know, after what he's just been through and and he's, he's like, he's like, would you rather have been me? And she's like, Why? and he's like, you know, because like, he's not worth one of your tears. And he's like, so pissed off at her or whatever, yeah. <laughs> not, not understanding of like I, that, that whole thing is great there. Oh God, God. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, um, yeah. But uh, I mean, True Romance is a really good one for for mm-hmm. all that. Even oh yeah, like we we could cover the this entire episode just talking about True Romance. God, yeah, True Romance is it's ah oh, it's it, that that movie's when it comes to like the dialogue and everything is amazing. Just all the little stuff in there, and I mm-hmm. love Dennis Hopper. I'll take one of those cigarettes now. Yeah. <laughs> I I love when he's, he's like, you know, I'm a pretty self-reliant guy. You know, you know, if, you know, if I didn't need your help, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for it and everything. And he's like, you know, all those times everybody came down on you for being a drug, you know, it was like, everybody else did, but I didn't, you know, and he just lays it out for him. He's like, look, I've never come to you for anything else. I never gotten your shit. The one time I need your help and everything, you're going to fucking, you, you, you know, just, just come down on me. Like, like, fuck you, man. I don't need this. Yep. Yeah. Oh, guy being, yeah, I, I, I love how, how all that plays out. Um, I'll tell you, and I've, I've equated these two movies or these two scenes before, but it still is probably one of my favorite scenes. Um, uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you this, a lot of this has to do, Phantom Menace, not just with Darth Maul, not just with Darth Maul, but a lot of this has to do with the music, right? Well, yeah, um, it's a beautifully
0: scored movie. The, the
1: Duel of the Fates is like, freaking best oh yeah dude i, I will sit there and now come up on my zoom sometimes and i will crank that shit up man <laughs> and i tell you duel of the fates is one that i can't just listen to once as soon as it's over i hit rewind oh yeah and i listen to it again
0: yeah
1: uh i did, i remember watching that video when it came on God, so that, many times That
0: is a great song and you know that that is a good movie moment that gets people completely hyped as maul Pulling out the double-ended saber for the first time, nobody'd seen shit like that
1: before. All anybody'd seen was like blue, green, and red lightsabers. So when they are going back to to uh, Amidala's ship, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, Qui Gon goes, "Anakin, duck!" And Maul comes he, he off drops. that cycle. And he comes off and he, he, as soon as his feet touch the sand, he is just wailing with that lightsaber. Yeah, but it's just, just out. Great. Right, he's just bam bam. And like Qui-Gon, like as soon as that as soon as the thing is by, he jumps up on that thing and he's like, fuck me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, like he is so happy to be gone. And then Maul just watches them fly, like, like like fly away and then just Slowly lowers us the saber. He yep. just holds But when those doors open up on the boo, mm-hmm. and then the music starts to play, and they're like, we'll handle this. And Maul lowers the hood, you know, and pulls back the cloak. And then he pulls out the lightsaber. And he turns it sideways. <laughs> and then he puts out one, you know, and then the other one. That is like the shit. Oh, I, I always say that's like, that's the tombstone moment when he's like, that's okay. I get two blades, one for each of you. You know what's
0: awesome about that tombstone moment when he just has that line with the guns? Uh-huh. When he spins them, he spins them in two opposite directions. He spins one forward and one backwards.
1: Uh, I'd see. I never noticed. I remember you really told me about the, about the spinning, but you also, I think you were the one that told me that he's still holding the cup, too. Yep. He he's still holding the cup. He
0: doesn't let go of the cup at all. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, um, God. It's tombstone's full of, full of those moments, too, which... Uh, I mean, you know, my big favorite with that is, that's a hell of a thing to say to me.
1: Oh, God, I love that. God, that, that
0: is, like, one of my favorite lines in any movie, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> that that and, uh, is like, Wyatt Up is my friend. Oh, shit, Doc, I got a lot of friends. I don't. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> God. God, Doc Holliday's a beautifully written
0: character. Um, Going back okay. to Phantom Menace, one of my favorite moments in all that is when the, uh, when the blast shields block them off mid-fight. Mm-hmm. And Qui Gon gets down and starts meditating, mm-hmm. but then Maul just starts pacing back and forth. Yeah, like a, he's like a like tiger. tiger. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, he, and he like he hits the the shield with
0: the with the lightsaber and yep. stuff. Like it's just it's such a good contrast that Qui Gon's like, okay, I see how this fight's going. Mm-hmm. I've got a minute. I'm probably gonna die, so I need to just I need to ready myself for my final moments. And Maul's just like. Pacing like he is ready to come in for the kill.
1: He surrenders himself to the force at that moment. Yep. And as soon as those blast shows open up, like Maul is on him too. yeah (laughs) yeah. God, it is so good. God, that that is I mean, that movie is just that that, those that that scene right there is Mm -hmm. just like the best. I hated the way Maul died, but again, I will say, like, this is the this is a prime example of the fact that you know everything that led to Luke Skywalker and everything else is, is Jedi's not being trained properly. Mm-hmm. Because again, Obi-Wan struck Maul down in anger. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's it. He struck Maul down in anger. And that's, and, but, uh, if he hadn't have though, I mean, he probably would have lost. Yep. <laughs> okay. But, but yeah, I mean, like that is like, because he was he was losing that fight too. Oh yeah, and it and it was Maul's cockiness that really did them in. Because instead of him just finishing off Obi Wan, he sat there and just like kind of hitting the edge of the, of yeah, the kicking of the, the sparks lid. in his face. That was that was beautiful. Yeah, but um, but Obi Wan did like he did cut his lightsaber in half. Like mm-hmm. okay, big deal, dude. I'm still I can still whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. There's
1: there's a lot I like about that, um. and uh, and um, it, even in Attack of the Clones, when they're sitting there, and uh, all of a sudden there's that purple lightsaber that appears on these Jango's chin, and there's Mace Windu, and it's like I don't think so. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, all these Jedi just start like this roving and stuff, <laughs> and, and and then the, the fucking coolest ass thing is when they shoot at him. And the and Django fires the uh the flamethrower. Mace jumps off the side, he takes off his cloak in midair while he's falling, yep. blocks blaster shots with a lightsaber <laughs> while he's falling. Like, that's the best, man. And then that, that's also got that amazing Mace Windu line. This party's over. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he cuts off Django's head, God. he does it with a backwards no-look stroke. Oh yeah. Like he just, bam, and then just and then that's it. What I love about that is that Jingo tries to activate
0: his jetpack to
1: get out of the way. Yeah, it's like half a second too slow. <laughs> oh, when the uh, when the uh, the big horn thing like like hits him because it hits him like ticks him and tumbles him a couple times and everything. And his jetpack is like all fucked up and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, like if you watch just before Windu's
0: saber cuts him off, he's like he's trying to activate it again, which uh, you know,
1: obviously doesn't do him any good. But. No, I'm- but yeah, I mean that scene right there is like when you know and and it's 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 a great scene. It's not as it doesn't get me as as fired up, but when um when Yoda goes up against Dooku and he comes hobbling in there and all of a sudden, he stands up straight and drops that cane and oh, pulls yeah. out the lightsaber. <laughs> and he doesn't pull out the lightsaber. He, he pulls back his cloak and yeah. holds his hand down. <laughs> God,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that is such a good moment. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, man. So those, those are some scenes that, that really, like, get me excited. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's it right there, man. Oh. Yeah, that, that stuff is great. Um, So I, I've i
0: talked about this. Um, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. I know I've talked about it on... Uh, on like the let's play stuff that we used to do, but like one of the weirdest things from any movie that just gets me like pumped and ready for the next scene is actually from Texas Chainsaw 2000. And you probably know where I'm going with it, but it's uh, oh yeah, I know, yeah, I know where you're going. It's when Leatherface is going to get the townspeople, and so he like he goes to his room and he like creaks open the the wardrobe and he gets his dress shirt on, which he hasn't worn the entire film because he's been wearing the apron. And he, like, puts on a different face, and he gets down his, like, his better chainsaw, and then just, he's about to leave, he, like, pauses for a minute, and then he takes the tie down and puts the tie on.
1: Ah, uh, see, I was thinking you were thinking about
0: the other moment. Oh, the
1: do your thing, cuz? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, that's fun and cheesy, but, like. I, I just love that. Like, after she's like, yeah, just, that, that line is just so, much. like. That's a good moment for her, because it's like, she's just embracing her yeah. family heritage. Just do your thing, cuz. Mm-hmm. That, that's a pretty badass thing. But I just I love you know again it's like the subtlety I just love the subtlety of like we have you know we've we've seen a lot of different looks for Leatherface and he he changes his appearance frequently throughout the original movies yeah because like you've you've got like the dinner scene where he's like wearing the the woman's face with all the lipstick smeared all over yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and you know most of the time he's wearing the butcher's apron but like you've got those you, you've got those like rare moments where he is wearing like the dress shirt and the the knotted tie. So for that moment where he's like he's going to kill the sheriff finally, and he just like stops and turns and looks at the tie and takes it. It's like oh god, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting we're getting badass Leatherface now. God, I love that. Yeah, that's that's really cool.
1: Now this is used twice, and it's done in in both both times. It's done really well, and uh, and I still love it. Is in the. Uh, I don't want to call them remakes or reboots, but in the new Star Trek films, when they play Sabotage. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's god
0: great. <laughs> it's already, like, such a good song.
1: Oh, but I do... When, when in the first one, when they come out of Warp, right in the middle of that battle, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I mean, that one that just kind of catches me off guard. I'm like, like, what the crap? Like, it's like right there. <laughs> like, that's... That's freaking outstanding man. I yeah, uh, love yeah. that. Uh that uh, that's that's such a great one there. And I love moments where you don't really get a chance to get hyped up. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's like they just catch you off guard with like bam like here you go. Yeah. You just you just got hit the ground running just like oh
0: shit we're in it. Yeah. Um there's I don't I don't want to spoil it too much. Well, it's an old it's an old thing, but you haven't seen it yet. But like there there are little moments like that in Breaking Bad that like they don't give you a chance to even build up the tension. It's just like Oh, fuck, that happened. <laughs> and so, like, there's specific moments. So people who have seen the show um, will know what I'm talking about, and specifically like the episode Ozymandias, where, like, you you think it's going to be this moment where, like, the character says their badass line, and then the person with the gun's like, yeah, no, never thought about it, didn't work for me, and then shoots them. Mm-hmm. But then they just shoot them mid-fucking-sentence, just to cut them off. So the line, without spoiling anything, is like, the line is, do whatever you have to do. But he gets shot midway through that. So he's just like, this guy's going to kill me. Do whatever you have to. He's just shot. And it's like, holy shit. You didn't
1: even give the guy last words. It's just, it's fucking brutal. There's a scene like that in the, uh, in the new James Bond movie in Casino Royale in the very beginning when, when Bond goes to confront this guy and, um, and he's like, oh, it's like you're the you're the the new person, whatever. And he's like, but you're not a double O yet because you don't uh, like you can't become a double O until you've had at least two kills. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, well, the first one was your partner. And he goes, "Uh, how did he die? Not well. And yeah. it shows him fighting him in the, uh, you know, in the bathroom and stuff. And uh, and he's like, well, he goes. Well, something like, like, let, the uh, let you know, he goes, the second one is, is, uh, he goes, the second one is, uh, like, uh, it, it becomes easier with the second and bam, he shoots him. And he's like, extremely, like, he's like, he doesn't finish <laughs> the line, like, bam, but in the same vein as 007, you know where I'm going with this one too. And cause you, you haven't seen the movie, but you've seen the scene, Uh huh. mission impossible. Bathroom fight scene, Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The shoulder <laughs> that shoulder roll, that shoulder roll is a shit. God, that shoulder roll is sexy <laughs> as fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I mean, to me, that's like the that's like the I don't even know if I want to call the second best shoulder roll because in the Hulk movie with Edward Norton, mm-hmm. when he when he falls out of the helicopter and he comes up out of the rubble and he rips off the remaining shirt and then he yeah. rolls his shoulders too i'm like that is like the, that's, yeah, that's badass that's pretty badass but henry cavill yeah like henry man. cavill because oh, the way he rolls his shoulder and he puts up his fist i'm like he's oh, yeah like do some that, damage that dude. classic
0: like street
1: boxer stance <laughs> the, the fisticuff thing that is the best i mean god yeah that that's like you're like you know that you're in some shit right there man that's oh man that's that's awesome i love I love that. Those, yeah, yeah, that is way too good. Those are scenes that when you watch them, man, like I, dumb am like, like, oh hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I tell you, and again, I'm trying to stay away from Marvel, but this is a very subtle thing. Is um, is in uh, in uh, Infinity War, the school bus when all of a sudden you see Peter there and all of a sudden the hairs on his arm stand, like, Oh shit. just looks, And I love that. Just, just the hairs on his arm stand up. I me. Mean, like, he's like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's awesome. I love that. Um, that that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, and then, okay. The one I've been kind of holding off on because I already talked to you about it so many times. And, um, I, you know, I got a, I want to pull it up because I want to get the line ex ex line exactly right because it's one of my favorite lines. I mean, first off, I love this movie. I need to watch it again. I need to watch it soon because I haven't seen it in a while, Mm -hmm. and I absolutely love this movie. Um, And uh, and I wish I wish the movie could get more love because it deserves it. It really does.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of love, that's um, yeah that that brings up another one of my favorites from Baby Driver. Okay, which is Doc. I was in love once. Oh, yeah. Like, that speaks so much volume about the character. There's, like, so little you know about him as an antagonist. It's like, there's... You you know enough to know that he's not the kind of guy you fuck around with. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the one time that he moves from being this cold-calculating, like, crime genius and actually showing a little bit of heart, it's because Baby's with Debbie. Yeah. And so then he he's, like... Okay, well, here's your means of escape. It's not going to be easy. You've got this much to expect out of life. The best you can hope for is to live the rest of your life as a fugitive. But I know you can do it. I was in love once.
1: It's, like, it's, like, it's a good thing you like driving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you like driving because you're going to be doing a lot of
0: it. Like, all of his dialogue, like, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to quote it because I know I can't do it right. justice. I can't do it perfectly. The, like, the, Like all the dialogue of that scene is beautiful, but it's like, that's... He, you know, for the past like multiple scenes, he's like, been, it's been a very tenuous relationship with Baby because it's like, you kind of fucked me over, kind of want to kill you,
1: but I have to have you for this job. But then that moment, just, I mean, like, and this is this isn't a, a like a get you pump kind of line, but it it's it, it's one of those lines that really like just solidifies a character when he's like. Yeah, I said you. I I said we were you were through, but I didn't say we were done, right? Yeah. It's like it's like you know, say, um, I said hey, we were square. square. <laughs> now I don't need to tell you the story about how I like, can like you know cripple your girlfriend and like blind her <laughs> and everything because you already know that, right? <laughs> like I, it's like she, she's like,
0: see, and see that that harkens back to what I was saying earlier. I love those little moments where the character doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm a big strong badass. It's just those little things of like. You know what I can do.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and then he delivers that line. She's a, she's a pretty girl. Let's keep it that way. Yep. Like God, what the f- it is, like, dude? Really? It is so good. <laughs> but so here it is. My line, Speed Racer, which I love. Speed Racer. Oh yeah, yeah. Speed Racer. When he says, when they're on the, when he's racing up against Cannonball Taylor at the end, and he goes, "Okay, Mister Two Time Grand Prix, Five Time WRL Future Hall of Fame." teach me something. And then he's just slamming the ball. and He goes, get that weak shit off my track. I'm like that's the shit, man. Yeah, yeah. He just fucking tore his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> and then i love those, those scenes too, where when, uh, when pops is sitting there and, and, and he's 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 like, he knows what's wrong with the car. And he's like, all he has to do is like, this is what happened. Always got to do. She's got to shift it in, like into the second and hit the thing is like, he goes "The speed. know that, And then he's like, he's like, he's just sitting and listening to the car and he's listening and he's like, bam. And he just does it. And then like the car takes off like that. I'm like, shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love that 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 movie. My
0: favorite moment from the Speed Racer movie is uh, when the camera zooms in on Speed's dad's wrestling ring. (laughs) And then it like zooms in on the assassin's face. And his eyes just kind of like look in the camera like, oh, shit.
1: (laughs) ninja more like a ninja. shame <laughs> a pest for ninja these days <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep
0: yep that, that is a great line great bit of dialogue oh man um oh. so it's not it's not much in the way of hype but uh, like obviously slingblade has a lot of really good moments
1: ah oh, slingblade does have a lot of good moments
0: because like like and the thing I was thinking of specifically is that like, Carl puts up with being treated like shit by a lot of people, but especially, like, the abusive asshole. Like, that guy just, like, treats him like dirt from the word go. Oh, yeah. And the one time Carl stands up to him, before, you know, the ending, Mm -hmm. like, that one time where it just moves over from Carl being completely passive and emotionless to just being like, I'm about to stomp your ass, is when he, like, turns and raises his hand at the boy he just is immediately on his feet. He's like, mister, you don't lay a hand on that boy. You hear me? <laughs> it's like just total mood change.
1: I like how when Carl, let me explain. Sling, ah, Sling, Sling Blade is a very special movie anyway, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I love how, you know, it's, it's got this, this moment in it, of course, where, um, when, in the very beginning, when they're talking about this and they're saying, oh, this is what Carl did and this is why he did it. And, you know, and then he says, uh, he's like, Carl, if we let you go, he's a, like, do you think you, you know, would you ever kill again? He goes, mm. I reckon I got no reason to kill nobody. You know? Yep. Because he never had anybody. Yeah. And then as soon as he, as soon as he finds someone that is basically worth killing for, worth dying for right then he's like he, he, he like he like it's like he doesn't then his mind he doesn't make like oh yeah i you know i i get this now it's just like he he has some someone there so that at the end when that guy's like oh so you know a boy out there is like huh you know what sweet like don't you say nothing about that boy you know it's like yeah. the, he put up with that guy's all that guy shit talking everything else just ignored him but like now he's like oh there are fucking people like you out there that, like, yeah. I don't have a concept of anybody of like caring for anyone because I've never had anyone care for me. Now I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And people like you, like, I would kill you, like, five times over yeah. if it had been protecting yeah. him. And, and, like, Carl goes back to to the Institute and with, like, completely just, you know, like, yeah. like, like I'm at ease with this. Like, yeah, this is like, fine. Th- this is what
0: had to happen. Um, I, I love this interaction with his father, too. Just like that, that whole scene where he's just like, uh, you yeah, know, I thought about, thought about coming here to kill you, but if all you're going to do is just sit there on the porch, you might as well be dead anyway.
1: Yeah. God, I forgot about that scene. God, that's a good scene. So, did I tell you that the ice cream guy in that, the one that when they go to the ice cream truck? Uh... I don't think so. I mean, you know, you know Sam Sam's right? Yeah, I know the scene. Okay, so when they go to the, uh, when they go to the ice cream truck and they get the ice cream, the guy that's, that's, uh, that's working the ice cream truck mm-hmm. is, uh, Jim Jarmusch, the writer, director of, um, uh, of, uh, shit, um, oh, crap. Uh should I always keep one say, like, uh, Afro Samurai, but that's not it, um, oh, fuck, the Forrest Whitaker movie, um. God bless America. Samurai Shampoo? No, 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 no. Um, shit. I can't believe I'm drawing a... Gosh darn blank on this thing. Because <laughs> uh, I love this movie so much. I actually recently bought it, too, when it came out with the special edition one. Um... Uh... Yeah, oh,
0: Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. Oh, Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai,
1: yeah. Did you watch that with me yet?
0: Not yet, no. Okay. Yeah, but to. yeah,
1: Jim Jarmusch... Um, is the is the director of that? He's he's got an appearance in there. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. Oh, so uh, you know, um, not not. I don't think it has any any of those moments. Those like really kind of get you pump moments, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Conair,
0: Conair, I think has several little moments like that. The, the,
1: the, I don't know. <laughs> see. I don't think. That it, well,
0: I mean, I, I get what you mean. They're like. There, there are moments that are manufactured for that, but they're not moments that like specifically affect you in that way, right? So but, yeah, like I, I get that. Yeah, um, uh,
1: but there, I mean, there's a lot of really good.
0: Um, the moment when he takes the plane back is beautiful.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, when, when he's talking to David doll uh, and he's a uh, and he's like, "I'm gonna show you God does exist," and he yep. just starts walking through, yep. and the guy pulls a gun and shoots him in the shoulder. He just keeps on coming, <laughs> <laughs> and, he,
0: and he slaps the guy in the
1: dress. <laughs> Like, all, all that whole scene is like spec-fucking-tacular hey those are my shades mine now sister <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I mean I, I I get a little
0: pumped during Put the Bunny back in the box but that's just because I know what's coming oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh but yeah I mean man that's, that's Nick Cage at his
1: absolute sexiest oh yeah Sorry, boss. There's only two men I trust. One of them's me. So then ain't you. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's the thing. With, oh, I'll tell you. A scene I love, absolutely love, is... um, And this is back when I used to really like Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Is the chase sequence in Bad Boys. Hmm. When they're leaving the hotel and Fushon has found them... There and he's standing in the lobby, and Julie sees him, and they see him, and then they pull out the guns, yep. and they're shooting in that whole thing. They grab her and they run, and then they're they're chasing after him and stuff. And then like um uh like Martin Lawrence is like like if. Falls in the street and the car's about to run him over, and he he just runs and kind of dives and scoops him up, yep. and then then they do the, the patented Michael Bay camera like like <laughs> like they like, like turn around them and like spiral around them and stuff. Yep, but yep. that is so well done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um And I mean that one that that's a great scene. The. um the the chasing on the freeways is also a really good scene mm-hmm. when he's like he's like what is that I'm smelling back there he's like it's ether and they start throwing the barrels out of the car and yeah, stuff like yeah. that I mean and then of course the the scene in the end when they're racing the car and uh, and he's like hey, this is a faster car and then they go through and he crashes the car and then like Will Smith standing over top of them he goes yeah <laughs> And Martin Lawrence goes, "Hey, I bet you about five. When you walk this morning, you think about five o'clock. You have a hole in your leg, like is, yeah. And then it's like, it's like you can't do it, can you? It's like, oh yeah, I'm like, it's over. I was just pausing. Like that whole scene is just, it's it's so heavy machismo, but it's so well done. That again, I mean, that one Michael Bay he- gave a shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It, it's it's like it's very obvious when the creator gives a shit. Yeah, a uh, hey, you know nothing. Nothing wrong with some heavy machismo." <laughs> Oh, okay, so good.
1: we mentioned Tombstone earlier, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite scenes in Tombstone, which is one of those, like, it's not, it's not a gift you pump moment, but it's like, you know, like, shit's going down, is when they're there at the OK Corral, and everybody pulls their guns, and they're all sitting there, and and it's just a, it's just a standoff, and everyone's just sitting there, and then Thomas Hayden Church's character looks over at Doc Holliday, and he gives him that little wink. Yep. Oh, that wink. And, and then his expression changes. And then you see Wyatt and he goes, Oh my God. Because, yep. like, shit's about to happen. <laughs> he <just> immediately new. <laughs> oh, I love that, man. Like, I love that. It's just so quiet there. And then it's just, he just sees us like, Damn it. <laughs> it's yep. Like yeah. It's all gone wrong. Uh-
0: God, probably my favorite line from Wyatt is you're gonna do something about it, you're just gonna stand there and bleed. <laughs> God, that's a badass line. God, that's a badass line.
1: <laughs> hey, Mr. Mr. I'm getting really tired of your shit. You gonna skin that smoke wagon. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> um
0: there's there's a lot of really good moments in Breaking Bad. I wish I wish you'd seen it. Um, because there's there's like a lot of cool moments like that. It's it's exactly that kind of thing. It's just like, wow, that's badass cuz um, Gus's like right hand man Mike he's he's just he's awesome for that kind of thing and uh like there's there's one point where um after Gus dies Mike has the line just cuz you killed Billy the kid doesn't make you Billy the kid and yeah.
1: like that that's a really good line <laughs> it's that's it kind of that's kind of funny cuz in the end of Young Guns 2 mm-hmm. he tell, Billy tells Pat Garrett he goes You'll never be Billy the Kid. You'll just be the man that shot Billy the Kid. Yeah. yeah. So
0: like it, it all ties in, but like, Mike, he's he's a great character for a lot of the threats and stuff that he makes, but like there's a great moment where he's not directly threatening Walter. They're just like they're sitting there having a drink and Walt's, you know, going off on all this all this crazy crap and Mike's not having any of it, and instead of saying anything, instead of telling him to stop, he's just like sitting there with his with his booze and he's just like Finish your drink, Walter. And he takes a sip, and Walt keeps on going, and he just turns and just punches him right in the face <laughs> and props him. And he, like, stands up and finishes his drink. He's like, Thanks for the drink. And he walks out. <laughs> it's great. There's there's so many good little moments like that in, in Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, see, I, I do need to watch it. I need to get, to get to that point where. It's spectacular, yeah. Um, like, Camel he, he resisted watching it for months. I mean, I've been trying to talk him into it for so long and finally I was like, watch the first episode. If you hate it, I won't make you watch
1: anymore. Watch the first episode and he was hooked after that. You know, a scene that I like, and it's not it's not a get you pump scene, but it's it's a scene that I like that I think it really sets the mood. Mm-hmm. Is uh in well, Sin City, I love uh I love Marv's thing when you know, when he's like when the cops at the door, he goes, "I'll be right out." And then he like busts open the door and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one of my favorite scenes is with Dwight when they're at the uh, at the uh, the uh, the tar pits, and all of a sudden there's the the grenade is like just when things were going so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. It's like it, it's it's it kind of it like you had this whole thing, and then all of a sudden just breaks the tension. There is like. Oh, this is like <laughs> this yep. is coming to an end.
0: Ah, yep, yep. Um, yeah, it's it's really not a this isn't really the pump you up scene either, but it's just it's a little moment that love, uh, as, uh, I love as iRobot mm. when he's getting chased by the new models through the the junkyard of all the old models, and they're all just like throwing themselves human in the danger, of the, human in danger. danger. Yep, <laughs> God, I love that. It's just like
1: because that's their programming they don't have any hesitation with it. just human in danger human in danger (laughs) what I love is the one that grabs him for like the the newer ones have more of like an expressive face Mm -hmm. but the old ones don't and the one that grabs him and looks at him with these like kind of big eyes just goes run like that is like that's such a great scene there god yeah
0: (laughs) it's like it, it knows that it doesn't stand a chance against them It's such a
1: beautiful scene. That and uh, I was watching it. I was actually watching this the other day when the uh, when the uh, the two um, like tractors like pull in front of him that are carrying the the NS fives, and he kind of opens his eyes and he looks and he's and he goes manual control and he's like, no way, my luck is this bad, (laughs) and then. The one jumps on the car and he's he's like, you were experiencing a car accident. He's like, the hell I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Will Smith's got so many good lines throughout that movie. But yeah, I love when like the side of the truck opens up and all the robots are there. And he's just like, oh, hell no. No, I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get off my car! Oh, that and when when the when the one is coming after like the last one, mm-hmm. and he starts like swing the pipe at him, and he breaks with his arm, and it looks and sees his metal arm. He looks at the pipe, and looks down and sees his metal arm, and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep."
0: All right there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh. Let's give him a hand.